Thanks for checking out podcasts on the gym. The latest episode of the Todd Bromelkamp Show with Alex Kuhn starts now. Todd Camp show is officially on the airwaves on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, 1600 AM, 1023, 1063 FM on the FM side of things. And you can find us as well online at KGYMRadio.com. It's Thursday, a day that some listeners have come to look forward to here because they enjoy Dave Sherapen stopping by from Las Vegas, the sportsbook consig on Twitter. One half of the Betfred Sportsbook Hour as well, which you can hear coming up tomorrow on KGYM from 6 until 7. Dave will be with me a little bit after 5 o'clock tonight, as he normally is. And then coming up here in about 25 minutes or so, interesting story. The Colonels, Cedar Rapids Colonels, announcing their coaching staff for the 2023 season today. Brian Dinkelman back as manager. No surprise there. But... Ely native, Corbin Day, going to be one of the coaches with the Colonels this year. Played baseball at both Kirkwood and Mount Mercy. A little time under Todd Rima, a little time under Jack Dom. And now he's getting to coach for the hometown Colonels. Going to get an opportunity to find out how this opportunity fell into his lap and talk a little baseball. You, you cannot go wrong. Talking baseball when there is snow and whatever else this garbage is on the ground. It's not necessarily snow. It's that thick, sleety stuff, the kind of stuff that when the snow plow goes down the street and they bury the end of the driveway, uh, man, I thought, oh, this is no big deal. It's not even like an inch. And you go out there and it's just everything's wet and it, we had like a snowball from the snowplow right at the end of the driveway today that I had to go and figure out how to take care of. So hopefully this is uh, going to bring you some warm, pleasurable thoughts today. You can close your eyes and think about baseball season at Veterans Memorial Stadium when Corbin joins us at 430 tonight. 319-366-1600. There's some coaching news to get to today. A Ferentz is out of a job. That's a terrible tease because it's not the one that Hawkeye fans are expecting to hear about at this point. But there's also a basketball opening that may or may not merit some watching here in eastern Iowa. A big opening on the college ranks. 319-366-1600. Speaking of the college ranks, the Iowa women surviving a scare last night in East Lansing as they are able to escape with a victory over the Michigan State Spartans. Iowa men off last night due to the postponement of the Northwestern game due to Northwestern's issues with COVID. If you're still hung up about this, by the way, Fran McCaffrey had a media availability in Iowa City earlier today, just a couple hours ago. 
he's not losing any sleep over this. So if Fran McCaffrey's not losing any sleep over this game being postponed last night, you shouldn't be either. They do, by the way, have a makeup date for that. Somebody called this one out on Twitter, sniffed this out the same day that it was postponed, Tuesday, January 31st at 8 o'clock, Iowa and Northwestern Carver Hawkeye Arena. If you've got tickets to the original game last night, they're still going to be good for the new game. You don't need to exchange them or do anything like that, according to the news release from Iowa City. Fran McCaffrey today revealing that it all started with a phone call from Northwestern coach Chris Collins. Chris Collins said, I've got six guys. And Fran McCaffrey said, Chris Collins, he's, he knows Chris's dad, Doug Collins, really well from his time in the coaching in the college and NBA ranks. So uh, he said, Chris Collins isn't the type of guy to try to pull a fast one. So if he says he's got six guys, he's got six guys, said the Big Ten stepped in quickly and was great to deal with in trying to figure out a path forward to reschedule the game. And he also says, look, everybody's affected. Both teams are affected by this. It's not as if it's just Iowa that's going to be bothered by this. As a matter of fact, I think Northwestern has also postponed its next game as well. So the Wildcats are really going to be playing a backlogged, backloaded schedule. Speaking of the schedule, next up for the Hawkeyes, they got to go to Columbus on Sunday to take on Ohio State. And I don't know if this is a good or bad thing. Ohio State lost its fifth game in a row last night. Lost on the road in Lincoln to the Cornhuskers, 63-60, the final there. One school of thought says, hey, it's a good time to play them. They are reeling. They can't buy a win. Going to make it six in a row on Sunday at 1 o'clock. The other school of thought says, been around Big Ten basketball long enough to know that that's a dangerous spot for any team to be in, especially one like Ohio State at the beginning of the season. I don't think anybody expected Chris Holtman's team to necessarily compete for a Big Ten title this year, but they certainly didn't expect them to be near the basement in the league. That's a team, especially at home, that's capable of winning some basketball games. So you tell me, good spot, bad spot for the Hawkeyes on Sunday. They may or may not get Patrick McCaffrey back as well. Fran McCaffrey saying today that his son was scheduled to practice with the team today. He was going to practice tomorrow, and they will see where he's at. For those of you that are either unaware or maybe have already forgotten, Patrick McCaffrey still sidelined due to mental health maintenance, I guess is what I would refer to it as. He just doesn't feel like he's at a point where he can play basketball at this point. And there was no timetable, no definitive return when that announcement was made by the school. Now, Gary Dolphin, who joined the gym class earlier today, said last week on the broadcast that if there would have been a game last night at Carver Hawkeye Arena, Patrick McCaffrey would have been back in the Iowa lineup. Sounds like he was not medically cleared. I don't know whether that's the actual truth or not to the story there. I, th I think Dolph may have been told by Patrick himself, hey, I'm going to play on Wednesday. But, you know, the 
the flow and control of information and news in Iowa City and at universities in a very specific way in which they like to do things. 319-366-1600. So you tell me, is this a good time or a bad time for Iowa to play Ohio State? They've just been, it's not like they've been sitting around twiddling their thumbs, by the way, either. Fran said today that they've been spending a great deal of time practicing and, and getting ready for Ohio State, and they've been down this road before in previous seasons where they've had games that have been postponed. This is not anything that's new to them. 319-366-1600, Ohio State, 2-5 and five in Big Ten play. I I would be lying to you if I saw that loss coming last night at Nebraska. I've seen Nebraska a couple times this season. Not a huge fan of Fred Hoiberg's team, although they do look better than they have in the past. This is arguably one of Fred's better teams in Lincoln, and I know that's not saying a whole lot, but it's tough to win on the road in the Big Ten. Ohio State proved that once again last night. We'll see how teams fare in the Big Ten tonight. Pretty busy slate, as uh, I recall, 319-366-1600. So the Hawkeyes getting ready to get back into action on Sunday. That's a 1 o'clock tip-off against the Buckeyes. Purdue is at Minnesota tonight. That is on ESPN2. 6 o'clock tip-off there. The Golden Gophers, just a two-touchdown underdog at home to Purdue. Wrong sport, right number. We'll call it 13 and a half. That's where I'm seeing it at. Michigan State is hosting Rutgers this evening. Spartans are just a three-point favorite. That game is on FS1. And I believe we've got Illinois and Indiana in Big Ten play tonight as well. 319-366-1600. Iowa State women picking up a win last night at Hilton Coliseum. Very emotional night for the program, Jody Steyer stepping in for Bill Fennelly, who lost his mother earlier in the week, and telling reporters after the game was over last night that uh, Coach Fennelly spoke to the team uh, in the locker room, I believe, uh, via the phone. Uh, emotions very, very high there. And let's be honest, emotions high pretty much uh, across the state last night, especially among Hawkeye fans, as the Chris Street documentary debuted on the Big Ten Network. I want to know what you thought. 319-366-1600. Had Rick Brown on the show yesterday. Rick featured, I won't say prominently, but he was one of the many people that was included in the documentary. Of course, Mike and Patty Street uh, offering their time. Jess Settles, Kenyon Murray, Wade Looking Bill, A.C. Earl. What's up, AC? If you're listening, I know you used to. Don't know whether you do anymore or not. Maybe I need to say something stupid about the NBA to get you to call in. I had, I can put some peanut butter in that mouse trap to get AC on the program here. 319-366-1600. We'll get to the NBA a little bit too here in the first hour because something special's happening out west with Keegan Murray and the Sacramento Kings, who currently sit atop their division, a division that includes the Lakers and the Suns, among other teams. At the beginning of the season, not a whole lot expected out of the Kings. But for the moment, they are King of the Hill. 319-366-1600. So the Chris Street documentary last night, was it as advertised? I absolutely 100% feel that way. I was emotional 
almost from the get-go. And I'm not one above talking about my emotions on the air. If you've listened to the afternoon program here on KGYM over the course of the last 11 and a half years, you know that I'm an emotional guy. And the tears started almost right away last night. And they ratcheted up tenfold when Tom Davis made his first appearance. It was it was tough to watch. Again, I, like a lot of people, remember where we were when the news came out that Chris Street passed away. If you were watching the documentary, you saw KCRG's John Campbell, a brief clip, some Cedar Rapids Gazette clippings, Iowa City Press Citizen clippings, some familiar names who are still around covering the team, but just a tremendous, tremendous documentary and a tremendous look at the life of Chris Street. Isaac, I'm going to trust you on this one. Did the did the peanut butter and the mousetrap work? AC, what's up? Yes, man, you got me. You oh, got me. Still listening after all these years, huh? Of course, man. That's what I do during the day. When my hands, I'm just uh, Great job, uh, your contributions to that documentary. I imagine that was probably pretty hard for you to sit down and, and relive that. Yeah, I mean, I've done tons of documentaries over the years, you know, from various stories and mini documentaries and interviews. And, uh, and I, you know, I didn't know this guy. You know, he kind of called me out of the blue, and you just don't know. So you don't really know the scope of the questions and what information did he have already? Did he know was he from Iowa? Did he know anybody? Um so yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weird. I would I wouldn't say it was hard, but it was kind of weird. What did you think of the finished product? Did you watch it from start to finish? I've not watched it totally yet. I'm I'm kind of waiting to see what people are saying. So like it was it was great today to hear everybody kind of weigh in, so I could kind of look and see kind of like what do I want to watch it for, and so yeah, there were some interesting things that I didn't remember either. I think. Um, I think Coach Kevin Lehman said that, or somebody said today, Chris had two sisters, and I forgot that totally. Um, but, you know, obviously we're hearing about that because he has nephews that are playing ball, and we're starting to hear about that in the travel team circuit. So, you know, a lot of you guys know I coach travel team. I used to coach travel team, but I coach and do camps and training. So I'm starting to hear about his nephews, you know, playing. You uh... – you got a new book out, right? Do I am I right on that, or, or fairly recently, uh, anyway? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, I'm up to ten now. So in the last three or four years, I think I I published five. So Amazon has been very great for me, good to me. So yeah, um, variety of topics. I think the last couple were the how to play overseas. Well, no, not how to play. How to create a college athlete, uh, volume two, a stars born. Uh, edition two, and then the slavery and sports book that I came out with in 2020, late 2020. So yeah, yeah, a lot of things in the works. Uh, Writing now the the 55 Earl greatest stories of all time. So that is a that's a very uh, impactful book on my family and my extended family. All right, before I let you go, uh, one of the uh, highlights last night was uh, post uh, Chris Street's passing. You had the number 40. Uh, shaved into your hair. Who do you remember? Who did that for you? Did you go to the barber shop? Of course, or? of course. It, yeah, it's no. It's my guy who used to 
who used to cut all this up, my guy Hans Smitter, who is a world-renowned artist. We were actually roommates at one time in Iowa, and he wouldn't got his art degree from Iowa. He used to cut football players, basketball players, guys around campus. So I, he actually cut the 40 in my head, and then he also cut the CMS, the Chris Michael Street, in my head as well. Well, AC, appreciate you calling in. You got an open line anytime you want to. Of course, of course. I, I like to weigh in with um, you know Keegan. He had his first double double last night. Uh, Luca, I watched Luca Garza play last night. He played well. Um, so it's fun to see those 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 you know those those kids from Iowa playing well in the NBA. So yeah. All right, there you go. AC Earl, an unplanned guest, sort of on the program, uh, featured prominently last night in the Chris Street documentary and great teammate, great player as well from his own time in Iowa. Let's go to the phone lines again. Got Jim and Kyoto. Jim, I know you probably watched last night. What'd you think? Um, <clears throat> I ran out of Kleenexes. Yep. Uh, it was unbelievable. And I know I'm going to be one of the 65,000 people who are going to say this, but I actually still have my tickets from the Michigan game. Uh, we had, my wife and I had been married for a month, and somehow she got me a ticket. So that place was nuts that day. So, um, yeah, I thought it was very well done. I, the, the part that got me was when uh, his dad said, you know, you don't have a son for 20 years and forget about him in the next year. So um, that hit me. So Yeah, that was – but. That was uh, that was tough, and Gary Close, his re, uh, yep. his remembrances, and and I remember every time Wisconsin came back to Carver Hawkeye when Gary was coaching at Wisconsin, it was always a very a very tough place for him to come back to because it brought back a lot of those memories. So Jim, yep. appreciate the phone call. Hey, you real got quick, into real quick, yeah. Todd. I was walking into a hornet's nest on I think it's Saturday, isn't it? Is it Saturday? I had Sunday I written it, down. Okay, well, I think it's Saturday. Well, either way, I think you're walking into Hornets. So, I uh, I agree with you. I'll be interested to see what the number is on Unless that game. Unless get out to an early lead. That's, that's what my text said. So. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't like playing any team that's on a five-game no. losing streak, especially okay. in Columbus. Okay, Jim, appreciate the phone call. 319-366-1600. Rick Brown, who was with me yesterday on the program, mentioned that uh, you had the driver of the snowplow, Charles Pence, Chuck Pence, speaking for the very first time. I thought Rick did a really good job of not giving away what was said, what he said on that, just that he answered the question, why have you not spoken to the street family? And I would... I don't want to put myself in his shoes, but I would be right there. What do you say? You, I, I would have a hard time even making eye contact with the street family. And the court ordeal and everything that came after it, it was just, it's an unfortunate, there were no winners, absolutely no winners in that situation. And here we sit 30 years later and was noted on the, on the documentary last night by Chris Street's mother, Patty Street, that there was some good that did come out of the entire ordeal, and that's the fact that the lights on snow plows in the state of Iowa are lower now, which was something that they felt possibly contributed to the cause of the accident. But I watched the documentary. I, I set the DVR, and so I didn't watch it in real time. I was probably about half an hour behind. 
and then stuck around on the Big Ten Network to watch the 1993-Iowa-Michigan game. And I kind of forgot. You know, you get older, and and you get nostalgic, and you, you think sometimes that, that maybe you just remember things wrong. But I don't think I'm remembering it wrong. Big Ten basketball was just so much fun in that era. I'm talking about the late 80s, early 90s, and to watch the uh, that game featuring the Fab Five, which is one of the greatest collections of college basketball talent of all time, and the team that Iowa had on the floor that night with players like AC, who you just heard from, and Wade Looking Bill and, and Val Barnes, and I believe a, a Russ Millard during his freshman year. I wanted to watch that game from start to finish. They always truncate it down to fit into the hour-long window. And unfortunately, I have a satellite. So the winter weather, I got about five, ten minutes into that game last night, and then all of a sudden the picture looked like old-school HBO and Cinemax. It got all scrambled and pixelated on me. So I didn't even get to enjoy watching that uh, game last night. Although, and I did tweet about this, it did remind me, that not only did we used to watch sporting events in standard definition, but we also used to watch sporting events where we had no idea how much time was left and what the score was. I don't know how we did it because nowadays you got everything on the TV in front of you. You got more information at just one glance than we had probably in 10 minutes of watching games 20, 30 years ago. 319 366 1600. And again, I, I didn't know whether it was possible to encapsulate that story and to do it properly in an hour time frame, but pretty much everything in there was uh, was from the beginning of his high school career, moving uh, from Humiston to Indianola to committing to Iowa, uh, which as Tom Davis and Gary Close talked about on the Shola, if you haven't seen it, it was not necessarily something that Iowa did at the time. Jess Settles talks about the, I don't want to say stigma. I don't know whether that's the right word or not, but Iowa kids weren't necessarily the top target of the Iowa program back in the day. And so for somebody to get an offer, an opportunity so young as Chris Street did, and there was a a mythos sort of surrounding him before he even set foot on campus. And then the ending of the documentary last night with Jordan Bohannon and that moment at the free throw line. Again, as fate would have it, and I was there at Carver Hawkeye Arena that night, the opponent of the Northwestern Wildcats, coached by Chris Collins, who was recruited by Iowa and was hosted on his visit by Chris Street, very close to the Street family. Chris Collins coaching Northwestern that night when Jordan Bohannon left that tying free, uh, the record-breaking free throw well short on the rim. It was very clear that he had missed it intentionally. I just thought, really well done. If you missed it and didn't get an opportunity to watch it, I'm sure the Big Ten Network will be replaying it moving forward. But the one takeaway that I, I came away with last night is, uh, again, and I mentioned this on the show yesterday, there's an entire generation, uh, maybe generations, plural, uh, which makes me feel really old at this point, that 
don't remember him playing and don't remember Chris Street and what he was like, don't know who he was. And I felt that that documentary last night did a really good job of introducing him, reintroducing him to us, but introducing him to an audience that didn't necessarily know him. And I don't know, I, I just got emotional. I grew up an Iowa basketball fan. I think I'm, I've been very clear about this. I love Dr. Tom. I love those teams. And just seeing those clips, the highlights of Chris Street with his arms flailing, that Dr. Tom press that you just knew Iowa fell behind and you were going to break out the press and it would normally lead to to some good things. And Chris Street was right up there leading the charge in, in so many of those instances up through his junior season. 319-366-1600 off to track down. I know they play that Iowa-Michigan game every once in a while, especially this time of year on the Big Ten Network. But off to track down a recording that isn't scrambled due to the bad weather. 319-366-1600 to take a look at the text line here. Again, a number of you weighing in. Uh, yes, Saturday at 1 o'clock on Fox for the uh, game. I wrote, I wrote down Sunday for whatever reason. Saturday at 1 o'clock. Hawkeyes will be looking to win their fifth in a row. Iowa, uh, Ohio State, pardon me, looking to avoid a sixth consecutive loss. Uh, that'll do it here. Hour number one of the program, or the first segment of the program, I should say. I'm going to switch things up here a little bit. Corbin Day is going to be joining me in just a few minutes. Uh, got an opportunity to join the Minnesota Twins organization as a coach, and they're going to park him right here in Cedar Rapids. Corbin played baseball at Kirkwood and Mount Mercy from Ely originally, uh, and uh, I think it'll be an interesting story to find out uh, just how he wound up with the Twins and what it's going to be like for a guy who didn't play professional baseball to be coaching professional athletes and professional hitters. So hopefully you stick around for Corbin. Dave Sherapan's going to be with me at 5'10 tonight. Dave, by the way, is I'll, I'll mention this, big AC Earl fan. We were talking one time about, and I can't remember how AC came up, and I was like, Dave, he listens. So Dave will probably enjoy knowing that, uh, that AC will possibly be listening to the segment tonight. 319-366-1600. I'm glad to uh, see the remembrance. was 85-35, was nine years old. Don't remember the entire season, but re remember exactly when that moment happened. I'm right there with you. Three years, three years older than you. And Iowa basketball, for me, when I was a kid, that was appointment viewing. Every game was on TV. I'm going to sound like an old guy here, and we're going to hold, do the whole, it's part of the reason why Carver isn't full anymore, and there isn't necessarily the excitement around the program or the support around the program that there used to be 23rd. Things change. Things change. But Iowa basketball was on TV every night. It was practically a given that Mac McCausland and Larry Morgan were doing the games, and you got to know not just Iowa, but the other teams in the Big Ten. I mean, again, I look back to uh, the Judd Heathcote highlights last night and the coaches, the personalities that were in the league back then. You got to know all of them because they were always on TV and they were always in the same spot and you didn't have to go necessarily seek them out. But those days are long gone. 
319-366-1600. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back, talk a little baseball with Corbin after this. It's the Big Board Update on the gym. Caitlin Clark scored 26 points, while Monica Sinano was an impressive 11 for 11 from the field, chipping in 22 as Iowa escaped East Lansing with an 84-81 overtime win over Michigan State on Wednesday night. The Hawkeyes stay on the road. They'll play at number two ranked Ohio State on Monday. Game time is set for 6 p.m. Four players scored in double figures for the Iowa State women's basketball team last night as they held off Oklahoma State 69-64 at Hilton Coliseum. Emily Ryan led the Cyclones with 14 points in the win. Iowa State next in action Saturday evening at home as they take on Kansas. And the Iowa men's basketball home game that was postponed versus Northwestern last night has been rescheduled. The University of Iowa announcing earlier today that the game will be made up on Tuesday, January 31st at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Game time is set for 8 p.m. It'll be on TV on the Big Ten Network. On our airwaves tonight, we've got men's college basketball from the Big Ten as Indiana visits Illinois. Coverage from Westwood One Sports starts at 7.15 with tip-off time at 7.30. And that's a big board update. I'm Spencer Wagon on the gym. Eastern Iowa weather on the gym. From the CBS 2 Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. Sunday, I'm meteorologist Nick Stewart. Cloudy skies throughout the night tonight. Temperatures dropping to near 20 degrees. A bit windy. West winds around 30 miles per hour with a chance for some light flurries as well. For your Friday, mainly cloudy skies throughout the day. Some sunshine peeking out late in the afternoon. Temperatures back into the upper 20s for highs. Friday night briefly clearing, allowing temperatures to fall back into the upper teens. On Saturday, once again, mainly cloudy skies throughout the day. High near 30 with a chance for snow late. And that was a check of your Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. This is the Xavier Report presented by Schimberg Company. The Xavier Boys basketball team has another one in the win column. The Saints bested Waterloo West 67 to 37 at home Tuesday night. Senior Aiden Yamulkowski paced the Saints with 20 points. The 10 and 2 Saints have another home matchup tomorrow night as they welcome Cedar Falls. The girls' basketball team got a loss on the road Tuesday. The Class 4A number 3-ranked Saints fell to Class 5A third-ranked Waterloo West 73-50. Senior Kyla Mason led the Saints with 17 points and 7 rebounds. The 11-4 Saints are on the road again tomorrow as they head to Cedar Falls. And the Xavier Boys and Girls Bowling teams face Cedar Falls at Maple Lanes in Waterloo tomorrow. The Xavier Report is brought to you by Schimber Company, family-owned and serving the Cedar Rapids community since 1918. Schimber Company, proudly supporting the Saints. Shop Menards today and save big money. Put the finishing touches on your kitchen or bathroom with a new faucet from Moen. Moen creates faucets that feature innovative technology and have a timeless aesthetic. Available in a variety of styles and finishes, find the perfect faucet for your home with Moen's wide selection of kitchen and bathroom faucets. Moen faucets are great for resisting water spots and fingerprints. Save big money on Moen faucets at Menards. Save big money at Menards. For people trying to recover from opioid use disorder, it's hard to know where to begin. At iowaopioidhelp.com, you'll find resources near you for proven treatment and a road back to your old self. Because opioid addiction is not a character flaw, it's an illness. If you or a loved one is struggling with opioid use disorder, visit iowaopioidhelp.com today. Start here 
start healing. Sponsored by the Iowa Attorney General's Office and the Iowa Broadcasters Association in cooperation with this station. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. Welcome back at 435. Dave Sherapin said to join me inside the 5 o'clock hour. Drive time brought to you by Linder Tire and LinderTire.com. Coming up for you later on this evening. Probably figured out whether or not you need to book an appointment with Linder Tire if you were out driving on that slush earlier this morning. Okay, I promised you that we were going to bring Corbin on. Corbin Day, of Ely native, and played his college baseball here in Kirkwood and at Mount Mercy for... Jack Dom. Uh, Jack was kind enough to give me uh, Corbin's contact information. Found out today that Corbin is going to be a member of the Cedar Rapids Colonels coaching staff this fall. So, Corbin, appreciate you taking the time to join me. I'm sure we probably crossed paths at a leadoff dinner during your time at Mount Mercy. I don't know whether you remember me or not. No, absolutely, and I appreciate you having me on. Uh, so this is uh, this has got to be pretty cool for you, right? You get an opportunity to coach in pro baseball, and uh, it's going to be basically right here in your backyard in Cedar Rapids. How did this come about? Yeah, it's funny how things work out. Um, I've had great mentors in my time at Kirkwood and at Mount Mercy. Uh, I met the right people. And really, Bryce Berg uh, kind of put my name out in the Twins organization, and it kind of led into some interviews, and that turned into a job here in Cedar Rapids. So. Uh, kind of crazy how it works. I, I think I heard you. You probably had some college opportunities, but you really wanted to take a swing at co- uh, at pro coaching. Why is that? Yeah, so I was at Kirkwood the last couple of years, and Pete Lawrenson was uh, kind of the head hitting coach here, and uh, he's the guy that kind of opened the door to pro baseball for me in the first place. So after a few years with him, and the door kind of opened up, it just kind of felt right it wasn't really on my radar until it was so so I think the big question that that I've always had is that teams like the twins are now moving away from having a lot of former players guys with pro experience in the coaching ranks to players like you that that don't have any pro experience are you is there any nerves with regard to telling guys who are professionals how to do things when when maybe they would question your resume yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. It's a fair question. It's not something to hide from. I definitely wasn't a pro baseball player by any means. Um, no, that, that fear doesn't really exist. I, I wouldn't view it as me telling them what to do as if I have the answers. Uh, it's more of a collaborative process with both players and other staff. And at the end of the day, if they're getting better and we're winning baseball games, that, that's kind of the job. So, um yeah, no, that, I mean, that's definitely been brought up, but not des- not necessarily a concern that I spend much time on. So um, uh, you mentioned that you played for Todd Rima at Kirkwood. You played for Jack Dom at Mount Mercy. Uh, give me something you took away from playing for each one of those guys that maybe is going to translate into your own coaching career. Yeah, and I think it speaks to both of them. They're both people. Uh, people, people first type coaches. Um, that's something that connects well with me i was a teacher here in cedar rapids for a couple years and 
I've always done this type of job to to connect with people. So I suppose it kind of goes hand in hand for both. They're they're both amazing people. They treat their players right, and you play for them, and you and you watch that happen over the course of a couple of years, and you start to realize how you want to be as a coach. So um, those were two guys, both great to learn from. Uh, couldn't couldn't be more blessed for having the opportunity to work with them. So growing up in Ely, assuming that you're a mm-hmm. big baseball fan, did you ever go to Colonel's games when you were a kid? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was there. I did the summer reading programs. It was yeah, definitely definitely a part of my childhood. It's not something I ever thought I'd actually be doing, so it's 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 a cool experience to kind of see it uh, roll out. So what's the timeline here? Uh, when do you head to Fort Myers for spring training? Uh, it'll be mid-February. I'll, I'll start to drive down there, and I'll be over uh, over there for the course of uh, the month of February and March and back for the season by April. Have you been in touch with Brian Dinkelman? Do you know him at all? I got a text. I've heard great things from him. I spent a week down in Florida in December, and, um, yeah, I've heard great things, but haven't met him in person yet. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. You'll definitely enjoy working for him. Uh, Before I let you go here, uh, I did talk with Coach Dom earlier today, and Mm -hmm. uh, and he said I needed to ask you about magic tricks. You're you're a big fan of of magic tricks. Is that true? Yeah, that's that's in my past now. (laughs) I've I've told Dom that a couple times, but yeah, I've got those up my sleeve if uh, anybody ever needs to see one. Uh, I thought I told I said I think he's a little bit nervous about coming on and Jack says well if you really want to make him nervous uh, bring up bring up magic tricks so uh, oh yeah well I'm definitely not used to it so I appreciate right. it well Corbin I'm sure we'll be seeing you around the ballpark a lot this summer and I uh, saw that news release come across today and I I said I recognize that name before I even read the bio I was like I know the name. And then uh, was like, yeah, of course. Uh, those leadoff dinners out at Vito's and uh, great time. I love being around the Mount Mercy program and, and wish I had uh, more access to the Kirkwood program too. But two great programs you've been a part of and looking forward to seeing what you can accomplish with the Colonels this year. So uh, told you it was going to be about 10 minutes. Uh, appreciate you taking the time. Hopefully it wasn't too painful. No, perfect. Appreciate it, Todd. And, Thank you very much. Yeah, and uh, when you get to it, if you – are around the big league guys at spring training. If you're around the big league coaching staff, tell Tommy Watkins I said hi. It's been a while since I've <laughs> we'll chatted do. with Tommy, all right? Yeah, we will do. All right, Corbin, appreciate it. That's Corbin Day, who is going to be one of the coaches for the Cedar Rapids Colonels this year. Ely native, played for Kirkwood and Mount Mercy. I was talking with Jack Dom earlier today, the Mount Mercy baseball coach, and I said, assuming that – Corbin here is a, is a good guy, and Jack said one of the best. He was telling me a story about uh, Corbin was a catcher and uh, remembers him uh, seeing him warming up a pitcher one day without any gear on and blocking a, a fastball in the dirt without any gear on, which is not something that most catchers would wind up doing, but uh, went from being a backup catcher, I believe, to a captain at Mount Mercy for Jack and going to be really interesting uh, it's got to be interesting working in baseball when you don't have the resume that that a lot of former players do uh, baseball's moved away from that you used to see a lot of recognizable names and you still do occasionally from time to time i know 
Uh, Juan Samuel, the former All-Star second baseman, uh, came through Veterans Memorial Stadium last year as a member of the Dayton Dragons coaching staff. And occasionally you'll see a name that you recognize from the big league days, but teams focusing more on uh, what you can do, what you can bring to the table from a coaching standpoint uh, as opposed to maybe what you did during your career as a player. So I have no doubt in my mind that Corbin's going to be an absolutely tremendous addition to the Minnesota Twins organization. Uh, You may have heard me mention Brian Dinkelman coming back for another season as manager of the Colonels. Brian's been around the organization here in Cedar Rapids, dating back to his time as a hitting coach before he got the promotion to manager. A couple pitching coaches. Uh, This is the new trend in minor league baseball as well. Two pitching coaches, two hitting coaches. One of the pitching coaches for the Colonels this coming season, Carlos Hernandez, who spent a little bit of time in the majors with the Houston Astros. I think he may have also spent some time briefly with the Cardinals organization as well. And joining Corbin on the hitting side of things is Yason Perez, who's a hitting and development coach and uh, strength and training staff. The trainers coming back, uh, same guys as last year, Matt Smith and Randy Yang. Colonel's opening night, if you want to put it on the calendar now, is Tuesday, April 11th against Quad Cities. Single game tickets go on sale in about two months or so. 319-366-1600. Good stuff there with Corbin. 319-366-1600 if you want to weigh in on the talk and text line. There is some baseball news, Major League Baseball news today. The Kansas City Royals agreeing to a one-year deal with former Yankees closer. You're getting really anxious. You were the Cubs haters out there were waiting for me to refer to him as former Cubs closer Aroldis Chapman, but I really don't like to reference his time as a Cub, even though it did come with a World Series ring. Former Yankees closer Aroldis Chapman signing a one-year deal with the Kansas City Royals today, pending a physical. I feel like that's really important to say in a post-Carlos Correa world. That used to be a throwaway line on tweets. You're like, okay, this is official. Then Carlos Correa happened, not once but twice. And now you read pending a physical, and you're like, okay, Maybe this will work out. Maybe it won't. But I don't know how many games Aroldis Chapman is going to be in line to save for the Kansas City Royals this season. I don't think they're going to be much better than they were a year ago, but an addition to the bullpen in Kansas City nonetheless. 319-366-1600. And speaking of baseball, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back. This is the one aspect of sports talk radio that I just absolutely cannot stand. I abhor it. It is something that I try to avoid here at all cost. And it's something that has permeated this industry. And it's just part of the DNA now. And I saw something yesterday, came across. I said, I got to talk about this on the show. I got to call this out. I got to call this behavior out. When I see it, 319-366-1600. Give me 60 seconds, and we will dive into the latest manufactured controversy in sports talk radio after this. 
The football playoffs are here, and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats Rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. Receive reward credit equal to the average price of the 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com rewards for terms and conditions. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Fifteen minutes to go or so before we hit the top of the hour and drive time arrives. Stick around. Dave Sherapan joining me from Las Vegas. Follow him on Twitter at SportsBKConsig. Get his thoughts on the divisional games coming up in the NFL this weekend. As a matter of fact, that's the subject of our poll question today at KGYMRadio.com. Today we'll start with the AFC. Which AFC championship matchup would you most like to see? Of course, it involves whatever two teams you pick winning this weekend. Poll question brought to you by our good friend Steve Anderson and the folks at Hawkeye Title and Settlement. You can find them on Highway 1 West in Iowa City. Keep them in mind if you're buying or selling real estate, they can handle everything you need from a legal aspect. So I mentioned going into the break that I came across something that I'm a big believer. You see something that you you just think is absolutely wrong. You got to call it out, right? And so there's there's been this turn in sports talk in the last decade or so that really it's really begun to ratchet up. And where I'm going with this is and it's something that it, I'm not necessarily innocent of this myself, but I always talk about how I'm pretty authentic, and and I don't manufacture things to discuss, and and I don't take a side just for the sake of taking a side because that's, again, sort of the sports talk radio playbook. Manufacturing debate. I'm not a huge fan of this. Uh, The Cubs convention was recently in Chicago last week in downtown Chicago, the first time that the Cubs have held their fan convention in the last uh, two years. Uh, They used COVID as an excuse to not have to meet the masses, if you will. And the flagship station for the Cubs, WSCR, the score in Chicago, came across a, a, a clip last night as I was leaving the studio of a discussion about the latest statue that is going to be unveiled outside of Wrigley Field. And they've now moved the statues 
of Billy Williams and Ernie Banks, Ron Santo, Fergie Jenkins. I was there last year for the unveiling of the Fergie Jenkins statue. It's now in the area adjacent to the stadium. But the next statue that will be unveiled is for Hall of Fame second baseman Ryan Sandberg. And I'm thinking, okay, uh, it's pretty clear here. The guidelines for having a statue, you've got to be a Hall of Famer. Now, there's a Harry Carey statue as well. Harry Carey's in the Hall of Fame as a broadcaster, but I'd separate him from the players anyway. A couple of the hosts on WSCR were debating whether or not Sammy Sosa should have a statue over Ryan Sandberg. Now, this is where I get myself into trouble here because this is uh, this is some small market hick in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in a 200-plus size radio market criticizing people who are at the pinnacle of the business. But stop it. Don't. Don't do. You don't need to do this. You work in Chicago. It's one of the biggest cities in the country. You can talk about anything you want sports-related. There's a lot going on with the Bears right now. There's a lot going on with the Cubs right now. In this offseason, you don't need to manufacture something to talk. Oh, yes, of course, Sammy Sosa should have a statue over Ryan Sandberg. Ryan Sandberg is in the Hall of Fame. Sammy Sosa is not. Ryan Sandberg is beloved by Cubs fans and management. Sammy Sosa is beloved by a segment of the fan base. Management, even though they weren't around for the Sammy Sosa era in Chicago, still holding his exit against him, holding the steroid allegations against him, and really wanting nothing to do with him. Now, like I said, there's a lot of fans that would like to see a thawing in this Cold War between Sammy Sosa and the organization. But the idea that it's even a debate as to whether or not he should have a statue ahead of somebody who's already in the Hall of Fame I mean, I think it's pretty clear at the well, it's not necessarily clear at this point because there is another Hall of Famer who's got his number retired now. It's a dual retirement. Fergie Jenkins and Greg Maddox both wore number 31, but I'm not quite sure you get a Greg Maddox statue outside of Wrigley Field. His best years were after the Cubs decided to move on from him, which still doesn't sit well with the number of fans after all these years, myself included. The arrogance of thinking that you could just replace Greg Maddox with a couple guys that had half his record. It's a famous line by one of the front office members of the Cubs. Just go out and get a couple guys that were eight, nine-game winners, and, and you've got 19, 18, 19 wins. It doesn't work that way. Greg Maddox going on to win multiple Cy Young Awards and even a World Series with the Atlanta Braves. 319-366-1600. I'm all for talking about sports and debate when it's warranted. But don't manufacture something that really isn't a debate and then pass it off as content. Just don't do it. It brings us it brings the whole sports talk industry down. And I'm not even going to wade into Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Every time I go to say Shannon Sharp's name, I want to say Sterling Sharp because, well, 
the Packer ties. But Shannon Sharp, I don't even know if those guys talk when they walk off the set every day of first take. I think they literally hate each other, which is, I don't know, some TV executive somewhere says that that's the recipe for success. So uh, who knows? Maybe I get a Skip Bayless-type person in here someday who wants to take that tact with this program. Not on my watch. Do it over my dead body. 319-366-1600. I'll be... uh, I can picture that Ryan Sandberg statue right now. It's got a, he's got to be knees bent, fielding a ground ball, in the Cubs pinstripe uniforms. That's a, I can picture what that statue is going to look like, right now. Three one nine three six six sixteen hundred. Big thanks to Corbin Day for joining me here in the first hour of the program tonight. Dave Sherapan is set to join me from Las Vegas. A little bit of an interesting conundrum for one of our listeners. I'm going to run this by Dave when he is with me in a few minutes, but our good friend Matt has a ticket that he placed, I believe the day after the Sacramento Kings drafted Keegan Murray for the Kings to win their division this year at 500-1. to I believe it's a $2 ticket. He'd be in line to win about $1,000. He wants to know whether he should let it ride or take the cash-out option right now, which I believe was pretty close to $175, give or take. I don't have that ticket in front of me at the moment. The King, If you're not paying attention to the NBA right now, the Kings are indeed leading the Pacific Division. Keegan Murray getting his first career double-double last night. Very fun team to watch. They're playing a lot better than people expected at the beginning of the season. Golden State has had injury issues. They were without Steph Curry for quite a while. They also struggle mightily on the road. The Phoenix Suns, a preseason favorite to contend for the division. They're the walking wounded right now. I mean, uh, let's face it. You've sort of got the Clippers and Golden State as your main competition if you're the Kings. They've dropped all the way now to plus 160 to win the division. So we'll ask Dave when he joins me, what should Matt do with that ticket? Me? I'm not overly optimistic that that Keegan Murray Rookie of the Year ticket's going to cash with what Paolo Boncaro has been doing in the NBA, but I'm hanging on to it. You never know. 319-366-1600. That's going to do it for our number one Sports Center's up next, brought to you by CarePro Home Medical. Connect with people and answers you need for all your medical equipment needs. Visit careprohealthservices.com. If you're hiring for your company, this is a busy time of year. Obviously, new year means new goals and finding the right people to accomplish them. Thankfully, there's ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful matching technology to find the right candidates for your job. Let ZipRecruiter help you find the best people for all of your roles. Four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules in Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done. You could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff You Definitely Could Not Do. You could not have hit that field goal. Sorry, but it's true. 37 yards doesn't sound very far, but you'd be lucky to cover even a fraction of that. And that's in perfect conditions without 11 giant men trying to fold you like origami. But you definitely could save big when you bundle your home, auto, and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Every pro is an MVP to us. As a Lowe's MVPs rewards member, you can earn bonus points when you shop select products and brands. Then redeem them for exciting rewards like tools, sports memorabilia, e-gift cards, and more. Join today to become a member and start earning. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Subject to program terms. While supplies last. Points expire at end of calendar year. This is KGYM Sierra Rapids. 1600 AM and 102.3 FM. KGYM Sports Radio. The gym. The gym. This is SportsCenter. I'm Christine Lisi. Greg Roman stepped down as Ravens offensive coordinator amid massive criticism and player frustration. Baltimore's scoring had decreased in each of Roman's four seasons as the team's play caller. This move, likely made with pending free agent quarterback Lamar Jackson in mind, says Fitz and Harry co-host Harry Douglas. This could be a stepping stone in the direction that the Baltimore Ravens needed to go for Lamar Jackson, number one, to thrive as a quarterback, even more so than he has since he's been in the National Football League but also a stepping stone for them to repair their relationship that has been rocky the last few weeks. Ravens coach John Harbaugh and GM Eric DaCosta expressing confidence they'll be able to resign Jackson, said he'll be part of the OC search. Several changes in Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers fired offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. Eight other coaches left the staff. Tampa Bay in 2022 ranked 25th in the NFL in points per game, also had the league's worst rushing attack. Longtime Notre Dame basketball coach Mike Bray will step down after this season, capping off a 23-year run in which he became the winningest coach in program history. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits? And one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com careers and apply online today. When you notice a wet floor, you're a little more cautious not to slip. But CarePro reminds you that for people 65 and older, falling is a risk under any conditions. Here are a few helpful tips to make the senior in your life safer. Mount grab bars on the inside and outside of the tub and shower. Use non-skid mats or strips. Turn on night lights and be sure paths are clear. CarePro can help with all the products and advice you need to make the people you care about safer in their home. Visit careprohealthservices.com. And ESPN Radio Extra Point. With Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Steph has innovated the game of basketball more so than anybody, maybe other than Michael Jordan, frankly. Like, it's the way kids play this game. It's We saw that number the other day with the San Antonio Spurs. 68,000 people came to watch this guy play, right? It, it set a singular attendance league record in NBA history, and that's because Steph. So think about this team was once in Oakland. Now they're downtown San Francisco, the Chase Arena. Like the value of the team has gone up drastically because they have the most innovative player in the game of basketball on their team. So offensively, he's changed the geometry of the game. Notoriety, he brings it 
It's an international type exposure and brand. And every kid wants to be Steph Curry. I've never seen a player in the game of basketball have more gravitational force around him than Stephen Curry. Wendy's knows cold and soggy fries are the worst. So soggy. That's why we're serving up hot and crispy fries all day, every day. And all night until close. With natural cut potatoes, sea salted to perfection. Show me that potato skin. Wendy's hot and crispy aren't like other fries. We're your dream fry. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's hot and crispy fries. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy. If yours aren't, bring them back and we'll replace them. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Show on KGYM. Drive time, the 5 o'clock hour every day, brought to you by Linder Tire. Right on their reputation for great service and savings. I'm making your next appointment with them at lindertire.com. You can find them in Iowa City, North Liberty, and Grinnell. Need new tires today. If you're out there driving and sliding around in that slush and sleet and snow and whatever other S words you want to throw at the stuff that we got. Wasn't necessarily a huge snowstorm, but a pain nonetheless. Dave Sherapan is going to be joining me from Las Vegas coming up in about five minutes or so. One half of the Betfred Sportsbook Hour, which you can hear right here on KGYM Friday nights. From 6 until 7, you can also hear Dave as one of the co-hosts of the Bostonian versus the Book podcast every day, Monday through Friday, on YouTube. Some coaching news to get to here in the 5 o'clock hour. This is interesting. I think this is something that's going to bear watching, uh, and it may or may not have some impact on the Iowa program. I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about basketball here. Mike Bray announcing that he is going to be stepping down at Notre Dame. This is a, sort of a surprise here. Mike Bray has been at Notre Dame for a very, very long time. I remember he was featured in a book called The Men of March that came out when Steve Alford was at the University of Iowa. Mike Bray's first year at Notre Dame was the 2000. 2001 season. He's the all-time winningest coach in Notre Dame history. He's got 481 wins as head coach of the Irish. What's interesting about this is I've always felt that this is the perfect job for Fran McCaffrey. He was an assistant there for 11 years, worked under Digger Phelps. His wife, Margaret, played basketball there. That's where they met. I think I don't think there were a whole lot of jobs that Fran McCaffrey would probably jump at leaving Iowa for. 
Notre Dame is one that I think he would leap for. Now, the question is, would Notre Dame even be interested in Fran McCaffrey? And that's not a knock on Fran McCaffrey. There are going to be a lot of really good coaches, really qualified candidates for this job to replace Mike Bray. Notre Dame, we talk about Notre Dame football all the time. Notre Dame basketball, not necessarily a bad gig. Now, the Irish are not having a great season this year, which is part of the reason Mike Bray is probably saying, you know what, I've had enough of this. But it's certainly, I would think, maybe something to keep in the back of your mind if you're an Iowa fan. Fran McCaffrey with the previous ties to Notre Dame. Again, nothing here. This is just when you follow sports as long as I have and you take a look at where people have ties to and things of that nature, this one would seem to be natural, but it takes two to tango, and I don't know whether there would be any interest on Notre Dame's side. My gut feeling tells me that there would be interest on Fran McCaffrey's side just because, again, he spent 11 years there, met his wife there. You, you listen to him talk about Notre Dame. It's a pretty important piece of his coaching trajectory. But whoever replaces Mike Bray is going to have some pretty big shoes to fill. Now, there is other coaching news, football coaching news today. The New England Patriots have interviewed Bill O'Brien for the offensive coordinator position. I've mentioned this a number of times on the program. Again, I don't know whether there's going to be any changes with the Iowa football program and the coaching staff, but there's a lot of speculation that there is are changes to be coming that Kirk Ferentz has said after the season is over, he's going to take a look at everything and do a deep dive. And there are fans that are wanting his son out as offensive coordinator. He's got a great relationship. Brian Ferentz does with Bill O'Brien spent some time with him, the Texans, the Patriots organization. This is another thing, sort of just put a pin in it, as they like to say. Something for you to circle back around to. Keep an eye on. But we've talked with, about Kirk Ferentz uh, for, for years. The NFL, the opportunities that may or may not have been there for Kirk Ferentz to leave to the, go to the NFL, it was always going to be he was going to need to be working with a Scott Pioli-type person in a, in a front office, somebody that he had a relationship with, somebody that he was comfortable working with. I don't think Brian Ferentz would necessarily be any different. And Bill O'Brien's one of the first names that comes to mind. You want a soft landing spot if you are going to leave Iowa, and it's going to be leaving. It's not going to be firing. There's, I'd put any amount of money on that if a change is made, how it's going to be presented to the public. But there was a Ferentz that wound up losing his job today in football, and it wasn't Brian, but Kirk's son, Steve Ferentz, who was an assistant linebackers coach with the Miami Dolphins this year, among a handful of coaches that was fired today in Miami. So wouldn't that be the ultimate troll move to remove one of your sons on the coaching staff and bring I'm not saying this is going to happen. This is more this is more along the lines of me sitting here going, "Man, what would make my job easier?" How how riled up would people be if that took place? 319-366-1600 speaking of riled up, 
I don't want to keep my next guest waiting that much longer. Dave Sherapan, kind enough to join me from Las Vegas, one half of the Betfred Sportsbook Hour, which will air tomorrow from 6 until 7 right here on KGYM. And Dave, how are you tonight? I am great, sir. I am actually down on the Las Vegas Strip right now uh, at another sports book at the Cosmopolitan, hanging out, meeting a young guy from back east and uh, discussing uh, a lot of things, not just the games this weekend, but the business, content, what makes good content. And uh, what I told him was almost what you just said. Let's try to find people that make it easier rather than harder. That's 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 a big part of uh, how you get started in this business. Well, um, well, in on my in my case, it was sitting next to somebody that I didn't know in a bar, and it led to a friendship and this job. So sometimes you just wind up having things fall into your lap here. Before we get to divisional games this weekend, I'm gonna I want to run this by you. I got a listener to the yep. program, Matt. He's a really good guy. Matt, the day after the Sacramento Kings drafted Iowa's Keegan Murray, put $2 on the Kings at, I believe this is, let's see, $2 to win 1000 and $2. So what is that, 500 to 1? Yes, sir. Very to, good. You still got the math. Very good. I, I, Dave, I never had the math. Uh, to win <laughs> the Pacific Division. So he's, he's, yeah, hello. They're atop the division right now. The Warriors can't win on the road. The Suns are, are the walking wounded. He's got a cash out option of $168.31. He wants, okay. he wants to know, would you, what would you do? Would you let this ride? He thinks if he waits another week or two, maybe the payout goes up a little bit. I ran the numbers here. There's no way to hedge this for more than the cash-out offer that is currently in front of him. So do you try to turn $2 into $1,000, or do you say, hey, I turned $2 into $175 and call it a day? Oh, no. We're riding with this. Okay. Like the beam. We're riding with this, but but there's, there are ways to do it. Um, you know, have have him reach out to me on social at SportsBKConsig. Uh, I'd be glad to help them. There are other options to bet a team to win the Pacific Division. I think, you know, we can. You know, he's only invested two dollars, and his his uh, win is a thousand. So if he wants to spend twenty dollars to win three hundred or something on another team, he can. Phoenix is down. Um, the Clippers are really. Uh, wouldn't it be the Clippers would be the only other option? I think that could actually win that division. Yeah, when you look at the and uh, and I saw them at five twenty five at one sports book. The Clippers to win. They're actually okay. There's so, one sports book that so has the can, Clippers. He can bet twenty dollars there to win a hundred, right? He right. can do that. So there there are a lot of other options. Tell them I do, do not take the cash out off. Okay. There's not there there's not enough money there. I don't think he's doing himself justice unless he really needs the money. I think uh, I think he's got the best of it right now. We'll help him make sure that he profits a minimum of uh, two or three hundred minimum. What, what would Peralt say? Would Peralt say take the cash out because he's a big guaranteed profit guy? That's guaranteed oh, yeah. profit no, on no, two no. bucks. No, no, no. Listen, you made a really good bet, and it is still January, right? I mean, we haven't got we're not close to home yet. We got a lot of things that can happen or might might happen or will happen. So I think taking the money is understood, but. The upside is too much. I don't want to I, – I, I mean, that's barely 10 – not even 
of uh, of what he's got to stand to win. We need a little more than that if we're going to take a cash out off. All right, Matt, the guy you listen to on the radio every day is an idiot because I said, man, I would be tempted to take the cash out. I'd turn $2 into $170. I'd feel pretty good about that. Dave says, don't do it. Not yet. Uh, let's get to let's get to the divisional games in the NFL this weekend, Dave. Is there one that that leaps out to you that that maybe makes more interest to bet than any of the others? Well, I mean, I can't wait to watch. For me, Sunday's the main course, and Saturday's the appetizer. But the appetizers are pretty good. Um, Dallas and San Francisco is the one. I can't wait to see how it happens, what happens. Um, the number's perfect, three and a half, four. You're getting action from both sides. There's, um, and uh, you know, rhombuses and parallelograms on both sides of that thing. Um, the total feels like, you know, maybe uh, it could go over. Maybe it could go under. I think it's just perfect. There's a lot of uncertainty. I can't wait to watch that. Cincy and Buffalo is beyond interesting because it's the game we didn't get after, you know, DeMar got hurt and, Thank God that kid's alive, but I can't wait to watch that. But Saturday, I mean, you got a lot of Chiefs fans in your area, your neck of the woods listening to the show. A lot of guys that I respect are saying, you know, Jacksonville plus the points. They're going to hang around. They can win the game. Man, with a week off, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, I think that's, that's the candidate for me for the blowout. It's Saturday night. I don't know what to make of the Giants. They've been the hardest team, literally the hardest team for me to kind of either accept that they're good, uh, been one of those ones you go against them, you go against them, and then you finally jump on them and they lose. I don't know. I really – you want to talk about nobody knows Squadoosh. I don't know how that game's going to go because I don't know how healthy Jalen Hurts is. That's what, and, it, com- that's what and, it comes down to, right, if Hurts is healthy or not. Hey, if Hurts is healthy, Philly can blow them out. The Giants aren't built to come back from multiple score deficits. But if the Giants can keep you in the game, which, I mean, really, maybe first half under is something to look at there because the Giants can, I don't know, hang around long enough and keep the game close. The number's perfect there, too. The numbers, divisional playoff weekend is historically my favorite weekend of football because you have four games, pretty much all good teams at this point. Maybe they weren't projected to be at the beginning of the season, but they're all good. The numbers are tight. These are, these are snare drum tight numbers. Numbers are going to fall right around the numbers. Uh, teasers are very valuable, especially this week. There's all kinds of options. I can't wait to watch football this weekend. Dave Sherapan with me. Give him a follow on Twitter at SportsBKConsig. You can hear him tomorrow night on the Betfred Sportsbook Hour. You can That's at 6 to 7 here on KGYM. You can also catch the Bostonian versus the Book podcast on YouTube. That's live. You guys have been bouncing around with the times here. You settled on one yet on the on the Bostonian versus the Book in the new era? We're trying, we're, we're trying to start by 1015 Pacific. Um, at least right now, which would be 1 o'clock, 1.15 Eastern, 12.15 your time, Central. Um, that's kind of right now the sweet spot, but, you know, a guy calls and says, hey, man, I'm in town, I'm at the book, can I come meet you or can I come? To-? A lot of times I got to go. Starts. I'm the, one, I'm the one to blame. Matt's the punctual one. I am not. It's my fault. 
But that's the time every day, ideally, at least right now, before we get to Arizona, because the plan is to get to Arizona for shows right from you know, Phoenix and Scottsdale and everywhere else we're going to be down there for the game. Well, you guys aren't affiliated or associated with Barstool, so you should have no problem being there. That, no uh, problem. NFL, no problem at all. NFL will let almost anybody on, on Radio Row there. What was the highlight last year when you guys were there for the Super Bowl, your favorite Radio Row interaction? It was, it was an awesome, awesome experience for me because I've been locked in sports books. Uh, you know, I spent a couple of them down in the Caribbean, uh, down in Curacao, and then the rest of them uh, in Las Vegas in a book, working, taking bets. And I never got to even experience Radio Row. So going down there just for me in general, first time ever, was awesome. But, I mean, personally, you know, I know Pat McAfee. I mean, his, he, he had my cousin for 11th grade history and him and the boys and Diggs and Gumpy and all those guys. They've become genuine friends of mine. So I've done that show. I've done their Hammer Down podcast. They've done my Cash Considerations podcast. Getting to sit and talk to all of them and interview them for me and Matt was just awesome. I mean, I, I, I don't even know a word to describe it. We had so much fun. We got a lot of mileage out of it. Michael Buffer sat down, and, you know, he's a Philly guy. And, you know, we, we, we shared some stories. He was great. Um, it was great, the whole thing. I, I, I mean, it was it was just awesome. So, yeah, that reel's available on, on our YouTube channel right now. You can go see those interviews. You see me talking to them. They're as excited to be talking to me as I am to them, which made it even more fun. So we had a blast. How much information is too much information this weekend on these divisional games? I saw an article oh. on, on the Action Network today where they were looking at the referee trends who's who's working the officials that are working the games and and their numbers in previous games you put any stock into that or is that just looking for trouble listen we all need content toss we all need to talk about stuff there are guys that swear by the official information meaning the referees it's fine baseball you know we're only a month away from spring training. There's guys that chart umpires and swear and make bets on based on that information. Over guys, under guys, big strike zones, bet strikeout props. All of that is well and good, and there is value in it. But you want to talk about paralysis by analysis? There's only four games. You got to talk about something. They don't tell us to talk less, and you know give us less of a paycheck. So we got to fill the time. Uh, it's a little bit too much at times. Yes. All right, a couple NBA games I want to ask you about, and then we will get to what I assume a lot of people are listening for. They have enjoyed your hockey picks that you've shared with me here on the last couple weeks. Golden State and Boston tonight. You want to talk about wagons. The Celtics have been one. Golden State's terrible on the road. This is one of the TNT games tonight. Boston minus seven. Are we backing the Celtics tonight? Can't wait to watch the game. I think it flies over. I mean, you know, I'm here at the book now, and uh, I'm looking at the total. Wow, 241 and a half. There obviously has been a play on that. The totals are out of control right now in the NBA. More games go over, not only over, but way over. Um, yes, pregame, I'm looking at the Celtics. I think there'll be opportunities to take both teams in-game and get even a bigger number. So if you want to take Golden State, I think you can wait. You'll probably be able to grab double digits. 
I mean, it's a rematch of the NBA Finals. It's the only game that Boston gets a shot at Golden State at home. I think it's going to be so hyped up. It's going to be great to watch. And, yes, I'm looking at the Boston Celtics. I wore the Boston stuff today on the show. I mean, you saw me. I, I wore all the Celtics stuff. I know. I absolutely love it. So would you you'd get down on Boston before the tip at minus seven and then see if you can catch Golden State in a, in a little bit of a hole with – what, 15, 16 points? I, ideally, yes. You know, without putting eyes on it, yes. If you don't take a pregame stand, it's six and a half here, it's seven there. I think that is the uh, – I, I get very trepidatious, to use a big word, uh, about laying seven or more in an NBA game because that's where they stop. That's where you get the dreaded dribble out. They stop fouling, and games fall on seven more than any other number in the NBA. So – little bit hesitant at seven. I feel better about it at six and a half. And uh, I, I, I really, the over is really the, probably the best play in the game. All right. You said you're at the book right now. I'm looking at a full slate of NHL games tonight. Not everybody's playing tonight. Seems like it, though. So we got an over we're looking at, first period, uh, goal in the first 10. What's Dave like tonight in the NHL? Oh, I am all over the Rangers. And it's not just because... Perrault is a Boston guy, and, you know, we got the Boston, the B's and C's parlay that our guy Chef Benny's introduced to our audience, the brigade. But this is one of those spots where the Bruins played last night, the Rangers did not. The Bruins have been the best team in hockey, and the Rangers have struggled or not met expectations. But the line is a pick em, and you go, wow, sitting at the counter all day in a book, wherever you're working, whether it's Iowa here or whatever, and the general – consensus is oh i get a really good deal on on boston i'm gonna bet them i haven't looked at the goaltenders haven't confirmed anything yet i'm just looking at the numbers and i go okay give me uh the rangers the wild and the hurricanes totals five and a half it's one of the only five and a halfs on the board along with the bruins and rangers i like that game under wild and hurricanes and then late you got stars and kings west coast uh, the Stars blew a 3 nothing lead yes, at they did. San Jose. Yes, they did. And basically destroyed a lot of people's parlays because they're supposed to win that game every time, and they don't. Now you get them plus money on a back-to-back, yes, but they stay at the same hotel. I mean, it's just a, it, oh, no, they flew down. That's right, from San Jose. So I think the move comes on the Kings. I've seen this now for years. I like the Stars plus money in that game. I, 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 think, uh, I think they can win. Sneaky one for you, too, in the NBA. Sixers, minus a short number, at Portland. Sixers got something going. He doesn't want to admit it, my guy, Matt, because he doesn't like the Sixers. But I think the Sixers are live as well. Well, Dave, uh, if this is the penultimate appearance with me here on the program, uh, it has been a <laughs> solid one. I know we've got you next week for sure. We're, we're good. We're good. And uh, delivered. We're good. Our uh, our audience absolutely loves hearing from you on the program. I know we've got a lot of people that we've directed to the uh, Betfred Sportsbook Hour on Fridays here, but always yes. bring up the Bostonian versus the book as well. And you're everywhere with Irizarry on MLB, and and every time yep. I'm looking someplace else, I'm seeing Dave Sherapan. So we're doing we're doing the hustle, sir. We're trying to get out there best we can. I was trapped in risk rooms and sports books in Vegas for almost 20 years. And now we can talk about all this stuff, have these open conversations, even to my days down in Curacao. And, uh, you know, 
people like it. I appreciate everyone listening. Last week I was outside the Greek place. It was called Meraki, and the uh, the, the gyros and the, and the sauce were amazing. Today I'm down here at the Cosmo. If you need any recommendations down here, I got it all down on lock, so I'll let you know. You know you've made it when you've got the listeners going, we need the name of the place, and that was last week with the Greek place. So. <laughs> All right, Dave, I won't, take up, I won't take up any more of your time, Dave. Great stuff, as always. Look forward to talking with you next week. We're going to have uh, AFC and NFC championship games to look forward to. Can't wait. You got it. Talk to you soon. At SportsBKConsig on Twitter, the one and only Dave Sherapan. Check it in from Las Vegas. And again, a couple more weeks of the Betfred Sportsbook Hour here on KGYM from 6 until 7 tomorrow night. And you can also catch Dave on the Bostonian versus the book podcast that he does with Matt Peralt. Matt is also one half of the Betfred Sportsbook Hour. So there are the games in the NA. He likes the Rangers tonight. That's a it's got a five and a half total on that. So that could be a low scoring game at Madison Square Garden. He's absolutely right about the Bruins. The Bruins have been one of the best teams in hockey all season long. Uh, what other game? They mentioned Minnesota and Carolina, a total of five and a half. Maybe look at the under there. I don't know about the, yeah. See, the totals in the NHL have been so high this year. Anytime you see a five and a half, you almost I have to think that that, that under is going to come into play there. And then late night, Dallas and L.A., games that he mentioned. And the six. I haven't even looked at the Sixers in the NBA. It's such a light slate today in the NBA. I'm just focused on the Warriors and the Celtics because I'm still a little bit sore about how things ended up last year in the finals. Seven's a decent number there. Boston at home. I know is Jalen Brown playing tonight. I haven't I haven't looked. He's been out the last couple games. Golden State is atrocious on the road. When the Warriors are not in the Bay Area Uh, They have not been worth backing. Interesting, one game in the NBA that's already in the books, the Bulls beat the Pistons 126-108 today. What's notable about that game is the location. That game was played in Paris. NBA doing what you've seen the NFL doing for quite some time. We've seen Major League Baseball dip its toes into the international waters as well. I got to be honest with you. I know I've been out of the country one time. Dave talks about working in Curacao. I spent a week in the Dominican Republic one time and absolutely loved it. I've never been to Paris. But if I were in Paris, I think the last thing that I would be doing is going to an NBA game. But that, see, I'm an American. Maybe if you're a Parisian, you go, okay, we'll go check out the Bulls and the Pistons. But if I were over there as an American, I'd be like, no, I'm going to go to the Louvre and check things out there. Io DeSumo, the former Illinois standout, member of the Chicago Bulls, was at the Louvre yesterday. So, you know, checking out the Mona Lisa, right? That's where that painting's at. 319-366-1600. Philadelphia, uh, Dave mentioned Philadelphia. They're in Portland tonight as, uh, like he said, short road favorites, minus two at Philadelphia at Portland, two hundred forty-one and a half points on Golden State in Boston. That is a lots, a lot of points, man. They're just they're almost tempting you to take the under there. Hope for a scoring drought. I don't know. 
That makes me even more excited about that game, to be honest with you, because that's a lot of points. As long as the Celtics finish with more points than Golden State, I'll be happy. Although, doesn't doesn't erase losing the series to Golden State last year and having them hoist the Larry O'Brien trophy. 319-366-1600. Luka Garza's Timberwolves are home tonight against the Toronto Raptors. Luka's been back and forth on that two-way contract with the Timberwolves, but I believe he is still with them. And a game that at the beginning of the season, I think a lot of people would have thought, man, circle this one, Brooklyn at Phoenix. Well, Phoenix is the walking wounded right now. Brooklyn also down several key players without Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving has been dealing with some nagging injuries. Phoenix, a a three-point underdog tonight at home on TNT, the back half of the TNT doubleheader. Going to take a quick break. When we come back, take a look at what else is going on in the sports world today. Uh, Again, get to some of Fran McCaffrey's comments leading into the Ohio State game this weekend. And uh, look at what Lisa Bluter and the Hawkeyes did last night in East Lansing as well before we turn you loose here on a Thursday. Todd Brawlkamp's show right here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio KGYM. We'll be back after this. It's the Big Board Update on the gym. Caitlin Clark scored 26 points, while Monica Sinano was an impressive 11 for 11 from the field, chipping in 22 as Iowa escaped East Lansing with an 84 to 81 overtime win over Michigan State on Wednesday night. The Hawkeyes stay on the road. They'll play at number two ranked Ohio State on Monday. Game time is set for 6 p.m. Four players scored in double figures for the Iowa State women's basketball team last night as they held off Oklahoma State 69-64 at Hilton Coliseum. Emily Ryan led the Cyclones with 14 points in the win. Iowa State next in action Saturday evening at home as they take on Kansas. And the Iowa men's basketball home game that was postponed versus Northwestern last night has been rescheduled. The University of Iowa announcing earlier today that the game will be made up on Tuesday, January 31st at Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Game time is set for 8 p.m. It'll be on TV on the Big Ten Network. On our airwaves tonight, we've got men's college basketball from the Big Ten as Indiana visits Illinois. Coverage from Westwood One Sports starts at 7.15 with tip-off time at 7.30. And that's a big board update. I'm Spencer Wagon on the gym. Eastern Iowa weather on the gym. From the CBS 2 Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. Center and meteorologist Nick Stewart. Cloudy skies throughout the night tonight. Temperatures dropping to near 20 degrees. A bit windy. West winds around 30 miles per hour with a chance for some light flurries as well. For your Friday, mainly cloudy skies throughout the day. Some sunshine peeking out late in the afternoon. Temperatures back into the upper 20s for highs. Friday night, briefly clearing, allowing temperatures to fall back into the upper teens. On Saturday, once again, mainly cloudy skies throughout the day. High near 30 with a chance for snow late. That was a check of your Iowa's News Now with the first forecast. Good sportsmanship matters during the game and in life. So Fairfax State Savings Bank and the gym are proud to shine the spotlight on KGYM's community MVP. Recognizing good sports around here and letting you know how to get in the game Big Brothers Big Sisters of Cedar Rapids and East Central Iowa and Big Brothers Big Sisters of Johnson County provide children facing adversity with strong and enduring relationships. Bowl for Kids Sake is back and it's their biggest event. Form a team today and Bowl for Kids Sake. Details at KGYMRadio.com. Click on Community MVP. The bank here is now the bank here, here and here. 
Fairfax State Savings Bank has a new third location in the heart of Kingston Village in Cedar Rapids. This new location, focused on commercial and private lending, demonstrates Fairfax State Savings Bank's dedication to growing alongside you in the corridor. Fairfax State Savings Bank in Fairfax, Amana, and now by appointment for commercial and private lending in Cedar Rapids at their new Kingston office, Fairfax State Savings Bank. Visit thebankhere.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Stock up on your favorite Procter & Gamble products and save big money right now at Menards. Procter & Gamble delivers quality products from brands that you can trust, like Dawn, Tide, Bounty, and more. Keep your home clean and stocked with essentials like paper towel, toilet paper, dish soap, and cleaning supplies. Right now, save big money and receive a $10 mail-in rebate on a single qualifying purchase for $40 or more on Procter & Gamble products at Menards. Save big money. For people trying to recover from opioid use disorder, it's hard to know where to begin. At iowaopioidhelp.com, you'll find resources near you for proven treatment and a road back to your old self. Because opioid addiction is not a character flaw, it's an illness. If you or a loved one is struggling with opioid use disorder, visit iowaopioidhelp.com today. Start here, start healing. Sponsored by the Iowa Attorney General's Office and the Iowa Broadcasters Association in cooperation with this station. Emil's Hideaway is the place to get together. Stop in for a drink and some chow with your buddies. Emil's opens every day at 4. If you're hanging out at home instead, order pickup and delivery at emilshideaway.com. Emil's Hideaway, a great place to meet up with friends. Searching for signs of life, but there's no... Five thirty-six. Welcome back in Todd Brownlee show on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio, sixteen hundred AM, one hundred two three, one hundred six three FM. Online kgymradio.com, and don't forget, you got the KGYM app as well. Got something really exciting coming up for you here in the next couple weeks. Don't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet, but it involves a certain NFL football game. It's played in February. It involves a little bit of time in Las Vegas, and it involves a lot of money for you to have a big party at your house for said football game. And that's all I'm going to say about it, but it's going to be something that we'll be talking about discussing on all three local programs beginning very soon. Spencer on sports every day from 2 until 3, and then the gym class with Scott Unash and Mark Dukes coming your way every day from 3 until 4. If you missed the gym class earlier today, not only did they have Kevin Lehman for the the off-the-glass segment that they have every Thursday, Iowa play-by-play man Gary Dolphin also stopping by for a chat with Scott and Mark. That podcast is available at kgymradio.com. While you're there, you can vote in today's poll question, which AFC championship matchup do you most want to see a number of you likely voting for the Kansas City Chiefs? The question is, you want to see them play the Bengals or the Bills? I did not bring this up with Dave. As far as futures are concerned, I have a little bit of uh, exacta money sprinkled on the Bengals and the 49ers meeting in the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about manufacturing 
debate topics, which we do all the time in Sports Talk Radio, I'm trying to will into existence the Joe Burrow versus Brock Purdy Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, who spent time in Ames as the quarterback of the Iowa State Cyclones, and Joe Burrow, who spent some of his formative years in Ames as a elementary school student when his dad was the coach of the Little Cyclones before moving elsewhere. I don't know how many people really view Joe Burrow as a native Iowan. We talk about this all the time, that it doesn't take much. You spend a little bit of time here in the state of Iowa, and we claim you as our own. But I'm thinking that at least from a from a standpoint of interesting story angles on Iowa Sports Talk Radio, Joe Burrow and Brock Purdy. I, now, if I had to put my money on one of the two getting to the Super Bowl, I think San Francisco's got the better path. And just because Brock Purdy has so much to work with there, I say toy-wise. It's not a good way to describe guys like George Kittle, but... The detractors are always going to be there for Brock Purdy. They're always going to say that it's Kyle Shanahan's system. It's the amount of weapons that he's got. It's the defense that San Francisco. Okay, fine. So San Francisco is a really good football team. Doesn't necessarily mean that if you dropped another quarterback into that same position, that same spot, he'd have the same success as Brock Purdy. 12 touchdowns, no interceptions, higher pa- highest passer rating of any quarterback since taking over as the starter. I mean, it, at some point in time, it's it's almost comical where you get to, and we see this in the sports world, and I mean, sometimes I'm guilty of this as well, where you convince yourself that you know, you know something definitively whether it's this team's good or this team's bad or this guy should be starting, and you just you sort of pigeonhole yourself, you convince yourself, and doesn't matter what the numbers tell you, doesn't matter what the eyes tell you, you've convinced yourself that your view of this is wrong. I think there are people out there on Brock Purdy that feel that same way. They've convinced themselves, and there's nothing short of seeing Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl, and even then, mark my words, let's say March, uh, January 19th, mark my words, Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl, and within 12 hours, some morning program on national or local radio somewhere is going to be wanting to have the discussion of, is Brock Purdy one of the worst quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl? It'll happen. Just, I don't know. I I think he's good. Thought he was good at Iowa State. You know, I have people out there that'll say he never beat Iowa. Who cares? <laughs> okay. I don't think if you went to Brock Purdy right now and said, hey, you are one of the biggest stories in the National Football League. Does it bother you that you never beat Iowa when you were in college? I don't think he's going to say, you know what? Yeah, I would trade it all right now to go back and have one more crack at a non-conference football game in Ames. No. I think he's good. He was good in college. He's good in the NFL. And sometimes it's fun to just sit back and watch somebody prove all of the doubters wrong. I don't want, look, there was some, I got a long memory and a short memory, depending on what the subject is. When the subject is me, I've got a long memory. I'm a lot like many of you listening to this program. 
And I'll never forget when I first started here on a Hawkeye message board, there was a post that said I wasn't going to last six months doing this, that I'd say something stupid, I'd do something stupid. Saying something stupid was the crux of the post, that I'd be out of a job, six months, not going to make it. Here I am creeping up on year number 12. We're 11 and a half. We're almost 212. It sticks with me. And Brock Purdy strikes me as the type of guy, he's mild-mannered, but he strikes me as the type of guy who probably also remembers every coach from Pee Wee on up through college and now into the NFL that has ever doubted his abilities. And I think he's looking to prove them wrong. And he's got an opportunity to do so this weekend. 319-366-1600. I just have a hard time backing the Cowboys. I know they handled Tom Brady and, and did so on the road, and Dak Prescott looked really impressive in doing it. But there's got to be a little bit of regression somewhere along the way, and I think that they may be due for it this weekend and going to Santa Clara. We'll have that poll question for you tomorrow, which NFC championship matchup you'd most like to see. But today's poll question asking, anybody want to see Jacksonville? I mean, you, you heard Dave there. Nine and a half did not last very long. Guys with the bag money came in on nine and a half, and the line now is down to eight and a half, and maybe it's closer to eight by kickoff. I don't know. But you also have Dave saying that is the game that could be a blowout. It's going to be one of those similar reads that I had on Tampa and Dallas on Monday night where – Tampa was either going to win a close game or they were going to get blown out. That's the analysis, and I know it's not much of an analysis for Jacksonville and Kansas City. Jacksonville wins that game. It's going to be 24-21, something like that. Jacksonville loses that game. They're probably going to have 21 points. Kansas City's going to have 45 or more. And then Jacksonville, I think I shared this yesterday on the program 22nd in yards per passing play defensively. They're not very good when it comes to stopping the pass. And Kansas City, with all of the weapons that Patrick Mahomes has in his stable. Now, I did say, I did see Nicole Hardman is most likely out this weekend, but he's got enough to work with there as long as Travis Kelsey is healthy. Now, there's one guy, one pair, one duo in the NFL that's almost capable of single-handedly ruining and ending your season. I would think about putting my money on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Any chance I got. We'll see. I, I kind of like Jacksonville from a I just sort of a feel-good standpoint. Last year was such a mess with Urban Meyer and they got Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson goes down there and takes over, and I think they'd be a feel-good story. NFL, NFL likes feel-good stories, but the NFL also likes great matchups. And I don't think Jacksonville provides a great matchup in either the AFC Championship game or the Super Bowl. So privately, I think you got Roger Goodell tenting his fingers, hoping for another Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes showdown with everything on the line. Joe Burrow is going to have something to say about that. 
if Kansas or if Cincinnati can keep him upright, Joe Burrow is going to have something to say about a Buffalo Kansas City showdown. I think the NFL just wants Kansas City to win so that they don't have to worry about neutral sites and coin flips and controversies and everything that goes with what came from the cancellation of the Cincinnati Buffalo game when DeMar Hamlin went into cardiac arrest. I think they want Cincinnati to hold. Okay, they're the one seed and nothing's wrong. Everything's right with the world. I don't want to worry about this neutral site stuff, but we'll see what happens. 319-366-16. It's 547. Going to go ahead and take a quick break here. Back in just a couple minutes with more of the Todd Brownlkamp Show right here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio. Back after this. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs, but the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. With the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, you'll know what's affecting your gas mileage and more, and you don't have to drive too far to find the fix. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service is available at all 6,200 stores. Get in zone, AutoZone. See details at AutoZone.com. And ESPN Radio Extra Point. With Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Steph has innovated the game of basketball more so than anybody, maybe other than Michael Jordan, frankly. Like, it's the way kids play this game. It's We saw that number the other day with the San Antonio Spurs. 68,000 people came to watch this guy play, right? It, it set a singular attendance league record in NBA history. And that's because Steph. So think about this team was once in Oakland. Now they're downtown San Francisco, the Chase Arena. Like the value of the team has gone up drastically because they have the most innovative player in the game of basketball on their team. So offensively, he's changed the geometry of the game. Notoriety, he brings it. It's an international type exposure and brand. And every kid wants to be Steph Curry. I've never seen a player in the game of basketball have more gravitational force around him than Stephen Curry. And that gravitational force will be on full display tonight on TNT as Steph Curry and the Warriors travel to Boston to take on the Celtics. 319-366-1600. Just had an opportunity to take a look at the text line. Probably a good thing that I wasn't reading the texts out loud to myself because I think I bumped the, I think I had the microphone on. during. That's the nightmare. And I was just talking about the, uh, making a mistake and screwing up and I wasn't going to last six months. That's something that somebody six months into the job doesn't even do. It's leave the microphone live. That's gotten a lot of people in the broadcasting industry in, in trouble. Little bit of a uh, on the job training for Isaac, who you'll hear more of on the program. The light on the above the door. Did we get that fixed? Is that on? It's, no, it's, it's not. So, I'm not holding you don't get the uh, you don't get that held against you then because if the light is on above the door that's when you sneak in and you go hey hey 
or you just reach over and turn the thing off. But you don't have any any way of knowing. So it's on me and me alone. 3530, day one listener, appreciate it. I think there are a lot of you out there. Some of you wouldn't want to admit it, but man, you guys mean the absolute world to me. I cannot stress that enough. I love sitting here doing what I'm doing. 550, want to take a quick quick few seconds here to uh, give a little bit of a sky point to somebody who passed away who was a part of my life uh, 20-some years ago, and that is Joe Utter. I got the... I get emails from the funeral home in DeWitt. I've signed up for him at the age now where I got a lot of people in my orbit that I've crossed paths with over the years. They're starting to pass away. And so I got this notification earlier in the week, and I pulled it up, and there was the obituary for Joe Utter, who was my high school principal, and a man who I butted heads with when I was in high school. I know that's really hard for people to believe that I was that type of person, that I had a strong personality even when I was 15, 16, 17 years old. But as the editor of the school newspaper, I would often run afoul of Mr. Utter. And so we had we had some terse back and forths during the day. He was a very serious man. The students, we always, we never thought he smiled, never thought that uh, he was was one to crack a joke or anything like that. And several years later, after graduating high school, I got invited back to high school for a career day. Those poor kids. (laughs) That's all I can think about still after all these years. And on my way out of the building, who did I run into but Mr. Utter? And he recognized me right away and came up to me. And for the first time, I went to high school for four years in the building with a man. I'm not sure I ever saw him smile. He smiled as I was making my way out the building. And it turns out that he was a big Hawkeye fan. And to the point which I found this out in the obituary, he proposed to his wife on the video board at Kinnick Stadium in the late 90s. That's how big of a Hawkeye fan he was. And he read all of the stuff that I wrote at the Daily Iowan and Voice of the Hawkeyes. And all he wanted to talk about for five, ten minutes there in the entryway to the high school was the Hawkeyes. And it's a it was another good reminder of you don't necessarily judge a book by the cover. And mind you, I was around this particular book for many, many years, and I didn't even bother to lift the dust jacket and get to the first page of the book. But I I don't think I'm going to be able to make it tomorrow for the memorial service. I feel like I owe it to him to show up and pay my respects, but I'm paying my respects here on the air tonight. So I'm sure I'm not the only person out there who has stories about perhaps running afoul of their high school principal. He wasn't like Mr. Vernon in the breakfast club or anything like that. He wasn't messed with the bull. You get the horns. That was not Mr. Utter by any stretch of the imagination. But again, very 
serious and taciturn on the outside. And then you pa- he passes away, and all these people have all these stories about, you know what, I came across him years later, and he was such a great guy. So big Hawkeye fan and a Bears fan. I won't hold that against him, but Sky Point, good opportunity. Just another reminder, you got somebody – uh, important in your life. Tell them how much they matter to you, how much they mean to you. 319-366-1600. As we mentioned, Iowa, the women, getting a big win on the road last night in East Lansing over uh, Michigan State. It wasn't easy. Man, did they make that a physical, tough game for the Hawkeyes. Lisa Bluter is going to be chatting with the gym class next week. I don't know whether they've got a date nailed down for her to join them or not. Isaac says yes. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Isaac says Lisa Bluter's on Thursday with Scott and Mark. But uh, the athletic, not high on the Iowa wins basketball team. There was a staff discussion, a mailbag piece earlier today. And Scott Docterman, who covers the Hawkeyes, not a part of this. This was more along the lines of the crew that covers women's college basketball there. The question posed to them was, is Iowa a Final Four team or not? And needless to say, consensus was no. And I got I to gotta agree at this point, but we'll see. There's a lot of basketball left to be played. Caitlin Clark is, take, is capable of taking that team close to the Final Four. I think you're going to have to get some of the surrounding parts. And one of the writers, I can't remember... Uh, who it was, made a very good point that Caitlin Clark is difficult to stay. She's going to get her points. But the Big Ten coaches have done a good job of looking at Monica Sanano and McKenna Warnock and the rest of the Hawkeyes and figuring out how to slow them down. So if Iowa's going to make a deep run, they're going to need to figure out how to do it with other players than just Caitlin Clark. They're going to have to figure out how to continue to get Monica Sinano some opportunities and and counterpunch, if you will. Now, maybe a wrong choice of words after how physical that game was in East Lansing last night. But I don't know. Was that a – the Caitlin Clark video is like the Zapruder film. People have been going over that all day. Was it somebody else's arm? Was she pushed into the Michigan State player? I don't know if you're Lisa Bluter and the Hawkeyes, you're just happy you get out of there with the victory. Iowa men didn't play last night. They'll play Saturday in Columbus against Ohio State, uh, hoping to extend that victory streak to five in a row. Again, Fran McCaffrey discussing that game earlier today. We'll have a little bit of Coach McCaffrey audio coming up for you on the program tomorrow. It's going to do it for me here tonight. Our local programming back tomorrow with Spencer on Sports. Spencer Wagon coming your way every day from 2 until 3 right here on Eastern Iowa's home for ESPN Radio. He'll be followed by the gym class, and then I'm back at, uh, back at it at 4.